American Financing. American Financing would like to remind you that now, right now, is the time for you to refinance. For you, man, I bore myself to death. Uh, for you to go and uh, get a lower interest rate uh, and save a ton of money. Now, if you're paying more than 4% for your mortgage, don't go to American Financing. If you want to roll in those high interest credit cards without resetting your loan, do it now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. The show begins in just a couple seconds. one more day until we all can unite i am so happy that tomorrow you know like in 18 hours we're all going to be united again uh and it's going to be wonderful uh well i should say as soon as they get rid of this is what's trending on twitter right now trump's army trump's new army um by the way these are not things that conservatives are doing because well i mean twitter wouldn't allow that hashtag to even exist unless it's from the left. Uh, So we have Trump's new army. We have a uh, Democrat, Steve Cohen, suggesting that the military is too white and therefore we should suspect the National Guardsmen that are protecting the inauguration tomorrow. Uh, Hillary Clinton has called for a 9-11 commission for the Republican terrorists. Uh, Gee, what else do we have? Maybe we... Should I go on? Because I have a lot more, including how this is affecting now ordinary people in ordinary jobs that aren't saying anything. The show begins in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Alan, 51, back pain for nearly 30 years. Sound familiar, Pat? No. Oh. Indeed, it does. Uh, he was in his 20s. He got injured while on the job as a prison guard. That, that's what happened to you, wasn't it? Exactly. No, Same se- thing. Seriously, what happened to you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You don't know? Quite honestly, I don't. I fell out of a second story window. Uh, hmm. Some people say Pat pushed me, but I don't remember <laughs> it that way. <laughs> me uh, neither. Yeah. Huh. Uh, anyway, um, he had been... The same ever since it just made his life very difficult for 30 years. He was in pain. He tried a lot of things over the years. Nothing took the pain away for very long. So he's fortunate, like I am, that he married a very smart wife. He uh, she heard about Relief Factor. And despite his complaints that it wasn't going to work, she convinced him to give it a try. Wow, does that sound familiar? Well, the rest of the story. 
Alan got his life back off uh, almost after 30 years. He's now out of pain. You can get your life back too. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try it now for 1995, three weeks. You just try it out. If it's not working for you three weeks, most likely not going to work. But 70% of the people go on to order more. If you want a drug-free and natural way, get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. All right. Trending on Twitter. And it's not conservatives. It's the left. So, therefore, it's not hate, hate speech. Hashtag Trump's new army. That's what's trending. Trump's new army is vile. I'm reading just some of the a couple of the tweets. And we know who they are. They are our teachers. They are our neighbors. They are our police officers. They are everywhere. Expose the treason. What? Wow. Remember, treason is a very specific thing. I don't think we've ever accused anyone of tree. I've never I said it approaches treason, it's seditious, it's sedition, but treason is really, really hard to prove because you need, I think, two witnesses, don't you, in the Constitution? Mm -hmm. And it requires the death penalty. Uh, Of course, the left wouldn't know that. Don Winslow, new video, hashtag Trump's new army. On January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander in chief. He will lose control of the U.S. armed forces, but take control of a new army. Uh, It shows a bunch of, quite honestly, old people, like maybe two young people in there, but generally old people and women. uh, And that's his his army. It's going to be a very tired army. Uh, And we're going to in war. You know, you always run th- run low of things that you're using. Uh, fiber is going to be very hard to get a hold of. Uh, and the picture is the greatest threat comes from within. So we have this. And I just want to paint a picture of what we're headed for. I urge you, urge you to get together with your church tomorrow and pray. Pray tonight and tomorrow like you've never prayed before for the Republic. Um, and you'll understand why representative Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Tennessee during an interview Monday morning, he said this morning, I was reading, uh, this on my Twitter account, I guess. So he's got the news and people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi who were killed by their own people. Hmm. He referenced the political leaders that have been assassinated by those who were tasked with defending them. You know, I was thinking, was he really, Steve? Were you? I was thinking the National Guard is 90 some odd percent male. Only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. So you have to figure that in the guard, which is predominantly more conservative that I see on my social media, and we know it, there's probably not more than 25% of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75% are in a class that would be the large class of folks that might want to do something. And there mm. are there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and protect and defend who didn't do it 
who were in the insurrection. So it does concern me. Um, first of all, that is the that is the worst thing you could say about our military. Our military does not take an oath to protect the president of the United States. That's Donald Trump. That is uh, Joe Biden. They protect the office of the United States. Therefore, the person who resides in the office or getting the office, they take an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. This is one of the only militaries in the history of the world that has taken an oath to the idea of the Constitution. And you're now tearing that apart? When he was pushed on this, are, are you saying really that uh, the National Guard, do you, have any, do you have any evidence at all? Well, no, fact, absolutely not. That's a quote, absolutely not. <laughs> it's crazy that you would even ask that yeah, I would have evidence. Absolutely not. Uh, but, you know, you draw a circle. The first circle is the people who were for Trump and not for Biden. As far uh, as, far as uh, people who would be within the zone of folks, you could be suspect of. The suspect group is large. So now you're a suspect if you didn't vote for Biden, mm. this is very uniting. The reason one of the reasons why I bring this up is because uh, their own people did kill those leaders. Their own people did kill those leaders. And I urge you to pray that God will thwart anything today, tomorrow, the future, anything any plot like that by anyone it will destroy the republic now new york times reporter has tweeted former intelligence official on pbs newshour tonight saying that the u.s should think about a 9-11 commission for domestic extremism and consider applying some of the lessons from the far uh, from the fight against al-qaeda here at home so now we're al-qaeda members now we're as dangerous as Al-Qaeda. When we were debating the Patriot Act, I unfortunately was too late on this bandwagon to see the truth. About a year after, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Boy, that was a mistake. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, but this is what we warned about, and so many warned before me, about the Patriot Act. You can sw You can just define terrorist any way you want and that can be turned as a weapon against the american people it's extraordinarily dangerous but good news is not anybody of any real you know power uh or any real name uh is behind this oh no wait a minute oh no wait a minute can, can you play the hillary clinton uh clip please do you think we need a 9-11 a type commission to investigate and report everything that they can pull together and explain what happened? I do. Uh, let me, again, uh, to your point of who is he beholding mm -hmm. to, as I've mm -hmm. said over and over, as I said to him in that Beautiful picture voice. with my blue suit, yeah, do this. <coughs> as I was leaving, what I was saying to him as I was pointing rudely at him, with you, Mr. President, all roads lead to Putin. I don't know what Putin has on him politically, financially, so or personally. Oh, gosh. 
but what happened last week was a gift to Putin because Putin right. wants to okay, undermine. Democracy. I can't take it anymore. They're still wow, still Jeez. going after this. Now, a me- an ex military officer, retired Air Force Colonel Mo Davis, a failed Democratic congressional candidate, tweeted something. He said that it's time to start a domestic war on American terrorists. His tweet comes after uh, Cawthorn. He is the uh, congressman that is confined in a wheelchair. He's an amazing guy. Participated in the rally for Donald Trump. He said, I was the chief prosecutor at Guantanamo for over two years. And there is far more evidence of Congressman Madison Cawthorn's guilt than there was of the guilt for 95 plus percent of the detainees. It's time we start a domestic war on sedition by American terrorists. Now, this is the same guy who tweeted, screw, uh, screw, they go low, we go high BS. When uh, North Carolina GOP extremists go low, we stomp their scrawny, pasty necks with our heels. And once you hear the sound of a crisp snap, you grind your heel hard and twist it slowly side to side for good measure. He needs to know who whooped his ass. That's a fantasy. That's a that's a yeah, that's that. This guy's sick fantasy. This guy is sick. Imagine. I mean, I assume obviously he's been banned from Twitter. So imagine what he would be tweeting today. No, he's, he not still banned, his no he's, he's not banned from Twitter. No, no, no. He's fine. <laughs> he still has his account. Yeah, the, no, no, no. He's not a domestic terrorist or inciting violence at all. No, of course not. Not even the he's next fine. snap. No, uh, he's not. Nah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. What are you talking about? We're talking about domestic terrorism and people who are spewing hatred. We're talking about Republicans. Oh, Hello. Okay. 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 Uh, but um, Katie Couric has a really, really good idea. Here's K- Katie Couric. What do you do about people who are in the government who don't believe in our way of government? Like it Marxist? is so shocking. Not only do, are they not conceding, Bill, but there's thoughts that there might have been some collusion among members of Congress. Some are refusing to yeah, go through magnometers or whatever you call yeah. them to, to check for weapons. They're not wearing masks during the siege. <gasps> I mean, it's mm. really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about how AWOL so many of these members of Congress have gotten. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 24-7 on the internet, by their constituents, and yeah. they bought into this big lie. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up mm. for the cult of Trump? Okay, so now we have to be deprogrammed. We've heard this over and over and over and over again for months. By the way, you can be upset tomorrow, but tomorrow, uh, or today, but tomorrow at, I think it's noon, we unite. We all come together. Oh, really? And we're going to be great. We're going to all be <laughs> great. Yeah, we're going to be great. We're going to be great. Um, huh. There is another story today from the Washington Post that says, while holding Trump uh, to account is necessary, it is also insufficient. There's a whole infrastructure of incitement that will remain intact even after Trump leaves office. 
Just as we do with foreign terrorist groups, so with domestic terrorists. We need to shut down the influencers who radical radicalize people and set them on a path towards violent and sedition. Terrorist influencers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some argue that trying to silence the vo- voices of insurrection is a hopeless task that hate will always find a way to get through. I think that's about love. Um, it's true that there is danger and seditious plots that will now move to encrypted message apps such as Telegram, where they're harder to track. But research firm Signal Labs found that online misinformation about election fraud fell 73% after Trump and his key allies were suspended for, from social media. That's a good start. Anyone who cherishes our democracy should be grateful to the management of Facebook, Twitter, and other social media sites for their newfound sense of social responsibility. Mm. We should expect at least the same level of responsibility from the broadcast media. To its credit, Fox News acknowledged that Joe Biden won, but reports from Media Matters... Quote, in the two weeks after the Fox News called uh, the election for Biden, Fox News cast doubt on the results of the election at least 774 times. What losers. Fox (laughs) business host Lou Dobbs uh, said Trump's opponents in the government were guilty of treason. uh, Blah, 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 blah. 678 times. (gasps) 679 times. (gasps) 680 times. Can you imagine these people in their lives? But while we should expect better behavior from media executives, (laughs) we shouldn't count on it. CNN, listen to this, where I'm a global affairs analyst, Hmm. notes that the United Kingdom doesn't have its own version of Fox News because it has a government regulator that uh, hands out hefty fines to broadcasters that violate minimal standards of impartiality and accuracy. What country did we get our independence from again? Yeah, the United (laughs) States hasn't had that since the FCC stopped enforcing the fairness doctrine in the 80s. Thank heaven. As President Biden needs to re- uh, President Biden needs to re- uh, re invigorate the FCC mm. or else the terrorism we saw on January 6th may only be the beginning rather than the end of the plot against America. Have you joined the blaze yet? Uh, join us at blaze TV.com slash Glenn promo code Glenn save 30%. We need you now more than ever. And quite honestly, you need our information now more than ever. Everything could change tomorrow. Moving forward uh, this new year, who doesn't want to look and feel a little younger? I mean, you know, it's the one good thing. It could be about 2021 so far. I mean, so far it's been a disaster, but hey, that could turn around. Chamonix has got you covered with their New Year's clearance sale, uh, which is going on for a limited time. Right now you have the chance to look 5, 10, even 15 years younger with their new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. The safe, easy, and natural serum comes uh, free with your order of GenuCell for under-eye bags and puffiness. Uh, it uses, I don't know, some crazy technology that I don't understand, but it gets the most effective proven levels of pure vitamin C down to the deepest letter, uh, layers of your skin for a more vibrant looking appearance. Uh, Zotique increases firmness, smoothness, and diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can say goodbye to those crow's feet and laugh lines. And if all of this doesn't make any sense to you, well, this will. You're going to see results in 12 hours or less or your money back. So you don't have any risk here. You can get your money back if it doesn't work for you. That's the Chamonix promise. Call 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. Order right now. Get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the legendary GenuCell anti-wrinkle moisturizer. Order now at 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. 
Oh no, this is great. You want to know how far off we are? You want to know how far off we are? Russian foreign minister on Monday joined calls from the European Union officials. So it's not coming just from Russia. It's the European Union. They call, they're calling for uh, the United States to rein in the censorship power of big tech. Yep. In a Moscow news conference, he characterized the tech giants as extra governmental entities that impose their own rules on public discourse. Yes. Quote, let's hope that American society will not let its elites use blatant censorship fragrant in infringement of the constitution and international commitments in its struggle against uh, one another if it fails to cope with this problem we should all be ready to face the consequences of such a failure of the american state mm-hmm. that these consequences would be very serious for the global arena so yeah we're gr- we're going to become very very popular again well it goes beyond that even uh president obrador of mexico He's oh yeah, I know. Saying similar things, I can tell. He said, "I can tell you that at the first G20 meeting we have, I'm going to make a proposal on this issue. Yes, social media should not be used to incite violence and all that, but this cannot be used as a pretext to suspend freedom of expression. How can a company act as if it was all powerful, omnipotent, as a sort of Spanish Inquisition on what's expressed? I love this though. It's because, amazing because I keep hearing these things from these foreign leaders, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, at least uh-huh. they're saying." what's going on and then you listen to their the wording and it's basically saying it's not the private companies that should be able to censor it's the government that should be able to censor mm-hmm. that's what germany said their merkel came out and said like i can't believe they're having a private company could censor a public figure it's public figures jobs to censor public figures right they, they actually <laughs> well, the just problem, want yeah but the problem is they don't have they don't have the First Amendment. Right. right. We do. So mm-hmm. it is in their countries. It is the government's yeah. job to do it in here. It's against our Constitution for the government to do that. And right. at least they understand Thank that God. things are going sideways here. Yeah, that's true. They know that and they see that and they're trying to warn us about it. How frightening is that? Very. How frightening is that? That all these countries <laughs> that have always, you know, either been our allies or our enemies all of them are all coming together and going this is a problem bit hard to take uh, advice from germany on any governmental issue though <laughs> i just i have a real problem well listening maybe, to their perspective maybe they know something <laughs> that we should have learned back in a minute this is the glenn Beck program oh you know what i need right now a giant steak. You in with me, Pat? Yeah. Oh yeah. Giant steak. Yes, please. One that's been one that's been through the aging process. Like twenty one days. Twenty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know that's where the magic spot is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Omaha steaks, grain finished. Let me tell you, you're not going to find a steak that is juicier, more tender, as better flavor than an Omaha steak. They've been in business since like 1911. Uh, their steaks are some of the best in the country best in the world uh it's important stay home stay healthy so omaha steaks will ship a gourmet grill pack straight to your door the world's greatest steaks premium meats easy meals everything you need 
and a 100% money-back guarantee. If you've never had an Omaha steak, you've not had a steak. OmahaSteaks.com. Type in the promo code BECK in the search bar. Order the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. Plus, you'll get four free chicken breasts and four free burgers. OmahaSteaks.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code BECK in the search bar. In the search bar. Order now. We get three shows I think you might like. The Glenn Beck Program, Pat Gray Unleashed, Stu Does America, all available on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. <sighs> so the, the, the Capitol is completely locked down now. Washington, D.C., Locked down. There's like no one on the streets uh, because of the inauguration tomorrow. Uh, and um, if, if Donald Trump is not going, if God forbid something happens, it's going to be what did he know? When did he know it? Why wasn't he there? He's not the first president uh, to not go to the uh, the opponent's inauguration. Inauguration. I mean, I don't think. I don't think Jefferson and Madison went to each other's, did they, Pat? They hated each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Um, so he's not the first. He's the first modern president not to do it. Uh, but, you know, 100 years ago, this was happening all of the time. Uh, I am really very. I just want tomorrow to be over. I just mm. want to make it through tomorrow <laughs> uh, because tomorrow is a very dangerous day for the republic. Uh, and if, God forbid, something happens with this lockdown, uh, it's, you know, who else did it except the Republicans? Who else had, you know, control and who else was there and who else knew? And it was the military and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want them to lock down this thing. I want this thing to be the safest possible. I don't, I, if you remember right, I was the guy, while I disliked uh, Barack Obama, I was the guy saying, Pray for the president. The Secret Service is out of control. And it, that has to be fixed, which it never was. That has to be fixed so our president is not in danger. I mean, you don't know. He could buy, a, at the drop of a hat, he could buy a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina can, uh, candle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it, it could explode. One just exploded. <laughs> one just exploded. Uh, it's a, a woman who... <laughs> Uh, ordered it she was over in england and she said the candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere she said i've never seen anything out like it the entire candle was ablaze and it was too hot to touch well that's i mean that's a lot like gwyneth paltrow's too hot to touch uh there was an inferno in the room they threw the flaming candle out the front door uh and she said it was scary uh that uh the vagina candle exploded in my living room (laughs) well i mean there's a possibility they didn't expect these things to sell maybe i mean and they're just like i don't know grab some crap you have in the other room and just put a wick in it yeah because you kind of feel like it was just an intention getter right it wasn't it's not an actual Mm -hmm. product Mm -hmm. they're selling but Mm -hmm. and you know this woman it is they are no i know right but i'm just saying that's what it feels like it's like who the heck would buy that this lady buys it and then is complaining about it like i don't know i don't i don't have much sympathy for someone who actually orders the vagina maybe they're supposed to explode yeah i I don't know 
I've don't never know, been near the China thing. candle. Does yeah. <laughs> well, it keep, no. when you're. I mean, <laughs> if you are in uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina mm-hmm. and you get lost, you might need a candle to help you out. Yeah, you need mm-hmm. some light. You know, anybody got a match? Yeah, I don't have a vagina match. <laughs> I don't think you need oh, it. Crap. I don't think a match needs to be. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about it. But that could happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He could get back to the White House and open up a gift from Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and it's a vagina candle. We don't know. We just don't know. That's the revolution we deserve. It started by a vagina candle Correct. from Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, I have something else. Do you remember the Pennsylvania uh, Health Department issuing the safety tips for the orgies? Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. The okay. COVID safety tips. COVID yeah. mm-hmm. safety tips for orgies. Mm-hmm. Um, here you go, boys and girls. Safety tips for orgies. So you can you can safely, in the age of COVID, uh, carry oh on an gosh. orgy. Yeah, I, of course you can. Yeah, okay. if, you precautions. Are, right. if you take mm-hmm. precautions. And yeah. that's, what, that's what the Pennsylvania <laughs> Department of Health director okay. did. All okay. Right. She came out Good. and she said, here you go, boys and girls. <laughs> safety tips for or- orgies, planned or spontaneous. Wait, who did? Mm-hmm. This is the uh, this is the uh, Pennsylvania Bland or Department spontaneous? of Health director. I believe he said she did, right? Yeah, she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. here you go, boys and girls. <laughs> Safety tips for orgies, planned or spontaneous. Limit the number of partners. Try to identify a consistent sex partner. Hmm. <laughs> how I mean, what kind of standards? That's difficult to do. It well, is. How you it is. Yeah, it's it's who wants it to? Is. This is only this half is. the story, guys. There's more. To okay. this. That's anti-orgy right there. <laughs> Wear a face covering. Avoid kissing, and don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with an unwashed hand. <laughs> okay, so you're having okay. sex. All right. Don't touch your eyes. Not a terrible piece of advice for any orgy, right. COVID or not. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands with soap and water often. Again, another, I mean, this is common sense in the orgy world, I'm yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Uh, especially before and after sex. Mm-hmm. If soap and water are not available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Let me just say this. If soap's not available... I don't think there's going to be an alcohol-based hand sanitizer around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you, you know, it's just it's just let's be responsible. Now, yeah. when that came out, I thought that is great. Who who made this? Well, it was Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levin or Levine. I'm not sure how to say it. Um, do do we have a picture of Rachel by any chance? Here's the good news: she's just gotten a promotion. Oh, good. Yeah, she's just gotten a promotion. Uh, She is uh, uh, she's now nominated to become the assistant secretary of health in the Joe Biden administration. Oh, good. Hmm. So she's going to be. And what's great. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. What's great is uh, she is a, a quoting a deeply qualified choice for the job. Uh, she'll bring steady leadership and essential experience that we need to get people through the pandemic, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, Mm -hmm. or disability. She will be able to help meet the public health needs (laughs) of our country in this critical moment and beyond. Uh, now in case you don't, in case you don't know who Rachel Levine is, um, she is going to be our first openly transgender uh, health secretary, assistant health secretary, and and I Finally. celebrated. 
finally finds, finally that wall is yeah, down finally and mm-hmm. so if we need to know during covid when we have to close our businesses mm-hmm. how do we have a safe orgy yeah she's going to be there for us especially if it's spontaneous because how many times are you sitting around with a group of people and you think <laughs> what do you say we all take our clothes off see what happens yeah i mean yeah, that's I, a big... if that's happened once it's been. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, it's a theme of your life. Yes, Matt. it's a theme <laughs> of your life. It really is. Don't know how many times we've just been in like board meetings. Yeah, and yeah. Pat will just yeah. say, mm-hmm. "What if we took our clothes off?" And I've mm-hmm. been like, "That's a little inappropriate." And then next thing you know, we're in an orgy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was absent for all of those meetings. And can I, I tell you something? Can I tell you something? <laughs> None <laughs> of us washed our hands. No. Before, during, not, or after. Right. We didn't know. We didn't I, know I was at the not, time. I was not at this meeting mainly because I don't want to be included in any of the visuals in people's brains right now. <laughs> uh, Glenn, I will say on this front, there's on a sto- this front, there's, uh, there's more oh, yeah, on this front. There's a story breaking in, uh, in overseas, overseas in the UK. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, uh, there's a, a terrible story of an assault. Oh boy! Yeah, and uh, it was, Trump, Trump, no, no Trump supporters <laughs> over there. Nothing to do with Trump. Really? Um, I mean, a, I'd like to look into it. Call <laughs> CNN. Uh, Call really? CNN. Yeah, they'll, they'll find probably, the time. They'll find the time. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is actually a very serious crime. <laughs> a rape uh, occurred. Um, uh, a rapist uh, is going to prison. Uh, Michelle Winter is the rapist, forty nine years old. Uh, the the mm. rapist uh, attacked the woman. She is having uh, all sorts of nightmares. She's woking, waking up in the middle of the night. Terrible, terrible story. Um, so this was a, a lesbian rape? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, yes it was. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, not good, but okay, I understand. But, but now you understand, right? Because it's a little hard to follow. You know, it's weird because yeah. you don't hear a lot of about lesbian rape. That does not happen you don't. all yeah. that often. No. Yeah. Uh, imagine the surprise in the middle of this uh, lesbian uh, rape. rape where the victim uh, was uh, w- when she realized there was a a piece of male anatomy present in the situation. Who's the third guy? No, there wasn't a third guy. It wasn't a third guy. The woman is a woman, but of course mm. has male genitals. Okay. Now she some, identifies as a, as a she, woman. Yeah, Michelle Winter mm-hmm. and he, identifies and a woman. Now some would say, I'm sorry. What were what are her preferred pronouns? Is it she, she her? She her. She okay. her. Okay. She, she her right. they. All right. She her they. She her they. Okay. okay. She she okay. their they theirs. Yes. Okay. She their they theirs. All right. And so she <laughs> uh, rapes a woman. Okay. All right. Um, although she, as a winter, there, who, identi- who identifies as a female but has a male anatomy, uh-huh. was jailed mm. for 15 years. Now, to me, uh-huh. there's a part of me that looks at this, and I know this is this is the the old caveman. Oh my gosh! Uh, part don't of get me. into the Trump don't, hate. Don't, don't even start get with into your the, hate. Oh, this, here comes the Trump militia. <laughs> who sounds? I think to myself. I read this story. And I think this just sounds like a guy raped a woman. That's what it sounds like. How dare you? To people who are uneducated. <laughs> that is not how I heard it. Is that not how you ha- heard not it? Not at all. Okay, how good. I heard, I, it. I heard it as how dare you as a stew. as a lesbian who is mm-hmm. clearly in pain. We don't know what mm-hmm. happened to her mm-hmm. in her life. We don't know what happened. We don't know how she got the baloney in her pants. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a meat market accident. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was just like, help me, help me, help me. And mm-hmm. then actively laid down on this other woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, I will say Michelle Winter does not look like a woman, but that's not how you judge these oh, things. Wow. You oh, judge. Wow. Well, I will wow. tell you. I'll wow. tell you. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see a picture of Michelle. 
because I don't know. I didn't show you a picture of uh, of the new health secretary, assistant health secretary, and she's beautiful, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, I she's mean, beautiful. I, I don't know. I just oh no, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful trans woman that right that's there. Beautiful. <laughs> that's she like, is straight up beautiful. like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked like a guy. Wow. And he's just you, wow. Him, Dare now, you say that? The wow. good conclusion here, though, because <laughs> I know there's people like me who are haters. Yeah. But luckily, uh-huh. what will happen is. Thank God she, Trump this, is out of office tomorrow, right? so we don't have to listen to this <laughs> Thank anymore. Thank you. This uh, rapist, <laughs> fe- this female rapist, uh, will now a join. A female that was clearly hurting. Mm-hmm. Okay, the female uh-huh. rapist that was clearly hurting can now go and clearly hurt with the rest of the female population in prison. Right. Because that's going to go really well when you put this female right. rapist mm-hmm. in prison with a bunch of other females. I right. can't think of anything that could go wrong in that situation. But maybe, maybe there will be somebody well, who can identify something. put him into a place where other people who had some sort of baloney accident in their pants... <laughs> Are taking showers with him uh, because he'll also be very. She'll also be very popular there. Probably mm-hmm. true. Yeah, probably, probably true. very true. Mm-hmm. One of those is probably preferred uh, by anyone who understands justice, and that would be. Of course, she goes to the female prison. What do you guys? Yeah, why, of why course. Right. Exactly. That was like yeah. weird. <laughs> wow, man, I gotta. Mm-hmm. Help me, I'm surrounded by Trump supporters and they've made me say all these things in the past. Help, I'm being held hostage. All right, let me, th- thanks for dropping by, Pat. Hey, but, yeah. by the way, you want, if you want to hang, there's, there's a, a is some, there more? Oh, there's some good there's stuff. There's more. There's some good eating all through today's show. <laughs> all right. Um, Patriot Mobile, here's a challenge for you. Uh, how do you make a phone call? When you don't want to put any of your money into, uh, you know, hands of Planned Parenthood or these leftist organization. I know you don't usually think of that, right? You're like, I'm just making a telephone call. How does what does that have to do with abortion? Well, hey, Verizon, Verizon doesn't want you to hear them now as they're putting money in organizations like Planned Parenthood and I don't know about you, but I'm really kind of uncomfortable spending my money with Verizon, who then takes portions of my money and gives it to kill babies. Maybe it's me. It's really not a hard challenge. You don't want to do that? Switch to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Time to start working with the people who are working with and for you. Use the offer code Beck. They're going to set up your phone and everything. It's free premier activist. Activation and uh, the same great service, lower price, and the values you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We're just talking about um, this deprogramming stuff that everybody is talking about. Katie Couric was on, you know, how do we deprogram all of these Trump supporters? Uh, The Trump cult. The Trump cult. Who's in the Trump cult? Is that everybody who voted for him, worked for him? 74 Uh, million people. That'd be Uh, a tough one to do. Well, Mao did it. 
Mao did it, mm. you know, and uh, I know somebody with a Christmas tree ornament there of uh, Mao. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what what does what does that mean? Um, and I, I, I think we all know what it means. Um, there is a there's a really horrible, horrible story. I think horrible story. Let me give you a, let me give you a couple of them. Um uh, very talented friend of mine, this is on Twitter, who interned with a GOP leader at 20, was one of the uh, highest ranked staffers in the Trump campaign, was just fired from his new job when a client found out he worked for Trump. He now can't afford rent. Still think cancel culture isn't serious? He wasn't part of the Capitol riots, nor did he support or defend them, nor was he outspoken with his new company about politics. The client and NHL team found his LinkedIn and threatened to cancel their contract with his company if they didn't remove him. So they did. The left has taken this too far when political censorship costs young 20 year old jobs in the in the workplace and they're forced to try and make ends meet. It goes from being just politics to life-altering, heartbreaking disappointment for a young professional. Yeah, you know what? It's a little heartbreaking for old professionals, too. And that's why we have a Constitution of the United States. It shouldn't be happening. We are a people of laws, not of men. People of merit, or we are indeed lost. I want to talk to you about rough greens. All three of us have dogs. All three of us uh, feed our dogs rough greens, and it's remarkable. I mean, my dog is completely changed. Uno is up and at him. He is last night. Uh, I went to feed him at 8 o'clock last night, and he, I just said, you want your food? And he goes crazy and runs down our long hallway and then slides into the staircase and because uh, he can't make the corner fast enough uh, and uh, and just waits at his bowl. I mean, that's a really different dog. Now, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog's food, jam packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, omega oils and probiotics. It's something really good for your dog, and you'll see the difference in them. Plus, they like to eat. It's Rough Greens. Get the Jump Start bag today, $14.95. Start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. If you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens dot com slash Beck. Do it now. All right. Hour number two. Big hour. Stand by. Tomorrow is the inauguration of our next president, and he will be my president and your president. And tomorrow we have to turn the page, as all Americans have always done, and said his failure will be our failure. We can't want the president to fail. Now, that doesn't mean we like his policies or won't fight against his policies, but... Tomorrow, we have to come together, not on politics, 
but on our Constitution. And there are, what is it, 75,000 troops? It's two army divisions that are now in Washington, D.C. They're expecting something. And yesterday, uh, Democratic Congressman Steve Cohen said this. Listen. Based on what you've seen, what is your level of concern of an insider threat? You know, I was thinking the Guard is 90 some odd percent, I believe, male. Uh, Only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. You've got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something. And there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the the insurrection. So it does concern Uh me. Yeah. uh, Okay. Uh, I've never heard anything more offensive to the military. That's why, coming up in just a second, we've invited on the program Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin. His comments on that in 60 seconds. Crazy. Glenn Beck program. All right, making the switch from analog to the digital age is hard, especially seeing if you're my age, everything of my older kids, their life is all... It's all on film or tape. My, my childhood is all on paper or film. You want to preserve it permanently, and you have to get it all copied into a digital format. With Legacy Box, you can have things like home movies and photos preserved, so it will never, you'll never have to wonder where are they or if they're safe. The service is amazingly simple. You use their kit to safely send the moments you want preserved. Their experienced team will create a digital collection by hand, and then it comes back to you, stored on the cloud, a thumb drive, DVD, whatever you want, along with all of the original content that you sent. If you want to do this yourself, it would cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But when you visit Legacy Box today, you're going to save 50% off. You can get started for as little as $39. I want you to go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. That's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Limited time offer. Get 50% off. The exclusive offer won't last long, so order their kit now. Send it in whenever you're ready at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. All right, let's go to uh, Lieutenant Gen- uh, General Jerry Boykin. He is the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. If you remember, that is the operation that actually had a leftist shooter come in and try to kill all of the employees at the Family Research Council. He was, uh, I believe, there that day. Uh, we wanted to talk to him a little bit about uh, Congressman Cohen's remarks about the National Guard. Welcome to the program, General. Is he there? I can't hear him. There yeah, he is. There you are. Thanks. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing well, Glenn, and it's good to be back with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I am uh, I'm really more concerned for my nation than I ever have been, uh, Jerry, and I, I, I worry about uh, the extremist on all sides, I worry about, uh, you know, a Reichstag fire event, which won't matter who did it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the action that takes uh, place after. And 
The reason why I say that is because we have so many people in the media and in Congress and the Senate that are saying, quite honestly, frightening things like uh, 50 percent of the country is a domestic terrorist or you can't trust the National Guard or the military because only about 20 percent of them probably voted for Biden. Can you comment on these things? Yeah, well, I think you said it. I think that is uh, an incredibly offensive uh, statement. And I, I don't believe that uh, his views uh, represent the people of Tennessee, which is where he's from. I, I, I know too many people uh, in the military and out of the military from Tennessee, and I just don't believe that uh, that his views are representative of those people that I know from the state of Tennessee. And I hope that they will hold him accountable for that, because this is part of a bigger picture, Glenn. What I just left Washington yesterday just to get out of that city because you you can't go anywhere in the city. You've got uh, roadblocks at every turn. It is a it's an apocalyptic scene and scenario there in Washington right now. But what you're seeing in my personal view and, and this statement by Cohen is part of it is what you're seeing is a psychological operation. And what they're doing is they're trying to send a very strong message that people who voted for Donald Trump, people who are conservative, even people who are on the Christian scale, uh, are the enemy today. And this whole thing is, as far as I'm concerned, is just phony and bringing in so many National Guard. Uh, but it, it, it goes back to what Cohen said. He's trying to portray those people who voted for Donald Trump and those people who are conservative as the enemies of this nation, when the reality is he and all of his cohorts stood by and watched Antifa and Black Lives Matters burn cities down, hurt people, kill people, and uh, loot and destroy. And there is uh, so much hypocrisy in this, Glenn. But what we're seeing, as far as I'm concerned, is a psychological operation going on right now against us so jerry let me play the other side here because uh, a i don't have a problem with protecting the inauguration to any extent it's felt necessary um i you know the country is on edge the last thing we need is an incident but i also was for trump sending in the national guard if the the uh, the governors asked for it for the National Guard to go in and have a massive presence in cities like uh, Oregon to send a message. We're not screwing around. You can't do these things. But we're only getting one half of that. So first, yeah. it is there. It, you, you say even in today's world, there's no reason to have these kinds of numbers of troops in the Capitol. I'm not saying there, there's no reason. I'm saying that in this particular case, in the inauguration here, given that what you have, have already drawn into that city, and for us to have, you say 75,000. When I left there, I understood it was 25,000. But Okay, it might be 25. I couldn't take? remember. Yeah. yeah. What, does it, what does it take in terms of the National Guard? You have federal marshals, you have FBI, you have Secret Service, you have Park Police, you have Capitol Police, you have the Metro Police. You have all of these different entities out there that are shutting down everything within three blocks of the mall for from one end to the other. And, and then you have these people 
uh, on these uh, liberal news programs that are coming on the uh, on the stations and they're talking about how they're concerned about inside attacks from Trump supporters and 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 this whole thing. You're looking at the visible part of it, which is all the truth, but then you're listening to the dialogue. You're listening to the talking points about how these disgruntled, dissatisfied Trump supporters are a major threat. And you know what? They're not. They're not a major threat. Yes, there were Trump supporters that went in that Capitol. I certainly understand that there was a there were quite a number of Antifa there. And they were the rabble rousers, but there were people that took it upon themselves and call themselves patriots to go in that capital and they need to be prosecuted. Even though they were Trump supporters and called themselves patriots, they need to be prosecuted. But I'll tell you what I'm hearing now, what I'm seeing now is, is messaging that is directed at and against those of us who consider ourselves to actually be patriots. Those of us who served in the military, those of us who supported Donald Trump. And I am, uh, I'm disgusted with it, and and uh, we we I think the people who really love this country and want to see what's best for this country, we need to get our act together and find our courage and start standing up. And what does that mean to you, General? What that means is we have to speak truth. Ultimately, truth will prevail, and we need to keep talking about the dangers, as you have done for a long time. We need to keep talking about the dangers of Marxism, of, of socialism, of what it really is. We need to talk about uh, what these ultra leftists are bringing into our society if they go unchecked. So when I say we have to stand up, we have to stand up and speak the truth because, again, ultimately truth will prevail. But if if we start watering down the truth and we don't speak the truth into this society so that people have 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 been given both sides uh, because we're afraid somebody's going to criticize us, then uh, we're but, just giving in to the enemy. But it's not just it's not just uh, uh, criticizing us. There's a principal uh, at Cordova High School in Tennessee in Shelby County, um, and he was critical of the riots at the Capitol, but he objected to the actions taken by social media platforms to silence people. Um, yeah. he has, he has been forced to take a leave of absence. He probably is going to be fired. I mean, it, there are people out there that are losing their jobs because they, they will speak out, speak to those people. Yeah. You've got, uh, if you, if you are a father or grandfather or mother or grandmother, you got to think in terms of uh, what's really important to you. And what's really important to you, Glenn, as you know, is uh, the future of your children or your grandchildren. That's where your focus has to be. You reach a point in life where you make that transition. And if you don't stand, who's going to? Now, I understand there are consequences. Glenn, I got fired from a college I was teaching at when I got out of the Army because of my attitude towards letting men go in women's bathrooms. And I took a very strong stand against it and they fired me i understand it. i understand that there are consequences particularly when you're dealing with academe uh, but I, I also know that if you care about the future of your children and your grandchildren you've got to make up your mind now are you going to stand or are you going to stand by and cheer for somebody else to take that stand and speak truth 
Yeah, you're going to get bumped off of social media, but there's there are new platforms that are being developed right now. But we have got to keep speaking truth because the truth has to ultimately prevail. And when all else is lost, people can reflect back on what they have heard because the truth is more powerful than the lies that are being told right now. When I look um, at the color revolutions that um, our State Department has been involved in, it, it, they run pretty much like this is. Um, and I'm afraid with all the behavioral scientists and all the things on the left that that's what we're seeing at the beginning of. And if people understand what a color revolution is, it, it's even more important that you stand up. Am I way off base in thinking that no. there are some that are, are, are employing the tactics of a color revolution here? No, I think that's exactly right. I think you're seeing a number of things, and certainly the color revolution is, is part of this. And I, I will just say this, Glenn, and people don't want to hear this, but we need to recognize that we are actually in a civil war already. Now, it's not the 1860 kind of civil war, but we're in a civil war already. And and the, we're not divided north and south, but we're certainly divided every other way that you can possibly be. You've got to, you know, you have you have division based on race. You have division based on ethnicity. You have division based on socioeconomic class. You have race based. Uh, you have division based on political parties or political points of view, and uh, you've got big tech against uh, every conservative. Uh, so if this is not a civil war, what would classify as a civil war? The problem is, I think Bubba Leroy and Jr. Uh, are getting fed up, and I think that's part of what you saw the day that they breached the Capitol. And I will tell you, just so everybody understands where I stand, I sat down and wept. I sat and wept. I wept like a child as I saw the breach in that Capitol there uh, because – 36 years, you know, supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States. And that just, that was, broke my heart as I saw them do that. And these were so-called patriots. Well, I understand. Bubba Leroy and Jr. are really frustrated, especially down here in the South where I am. And uh, I'm in Virginia. And, and they're really frustrated. They believe that this was a fraudulent election. They believe that uh, there'll never be another fair election. I mean, there's so much. And then too many of them jump on these conspiracy theories that are just absolute nonsense. That are so far out in left field that it, no sane person would believe them. And then they get even more frustrated. And 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 you saw, yeah. I think that was Bubba Leroy and Junior there at the Capitol were the ones that were there for patriotic reasons, but but ultimately transitioned over to being the the bad guys. General, I uh, unfortunately have to let you go i have a i have a break i i I will tell you you know what let me take a one minute break and i want you to comment on this we are not in a physical war we are in a spiritual war and until until the american people wake up and return to a humble position of god we are in no place to to uh, stand up uh and and expect any favors from heaven we are not on his side yet and it it concerns me the the state of our faith in this country today i'll I'll get your response on that when we come back give me one minute uh to tell you about our sponsor it's timeshare termination uh team if you hate the maintenance fees 
you haven't been able to use this thing in the past year. Uh, you don't get to go where you want to go. Yeah, I know, but uh, here have a mai tai. That's that's what they should have said to you while they were while they were whining and dining you for this timeshare. You want out? Get out. I have the brochure right here. Timeshare termination team. These guys have a 100% money back exit guarantee. So learn about it online at timeshareterminationteam.com or you can call them. Tell them I sent you. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare at 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-438-8688, timeshareterminationteam.com. Back to General Boykin here in 10 seconds after station ID. All right, General Boykin, welcome back to the program. You want to elaborate on what I just said? Yeah, I had a long discussion with the ministry that ordained me uh, yesterday. It's interesting you asked that. And, uh, you know, uh, we need to realize that the American Revolution was brought about in large measure by the Black Robe Regiment. It was the pastors. It was the church. Uh, It was the church finding its conscience. uh, and, and, And then the Civil War was uh, was spurned largely by the church once again in the Second Great Awakening. And what we need to be looking for now is an awakening, not just a revival, but an awakening. And I, uh, and I think that is coming. I think that it is going to come as part of this, because when things get so dark and people have no idea what to do or which way to turn, they always wind up turning back to God. And and I think that we're going to see an awakening here. I'm not saying that it will ultimately be the first or the second great awakening, but we are going to see an awakening. I guarantee you that. And uh, you're going to see the church resurface uh, and, and, and establish its rightful role in our society. Well, I certainly hope so, because, you know, I blame the media for this an awful lot. I blame uh, Congress and the and the Senate and both parties for this an awful lot and education. But really, I have to blame the pulpits. Uh, They're first in line uh, because they weren't speaking out about any any truths that were uncomfortable because they were all afraid of, you know, losing their church or losing some parishioners that might be tithe payers. And it's, it's, it, 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 that is to blame. Where is the courage and the fire in the pulpit? You know, you're absolutely right, Glenn. And, and can I just say, look at this guy in Georgia, Warnock, who is, who is pastoring the church that was pastored by Martin Luther King. Crazy, and, and and this guy is saying just like this guy Cohen in Tennessee, he's he's condemning and criticizing soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines for serving in the military, and he's saying you can't serve in the military and serve God at the same time. You know, you talk about being offensive. I find that incredibly offensive, but also very shallow in terms of his understanding of God's word, and. Uh, because God said to his disciples right before he ascended to be with the Father, if you don't have a sword, you sell your cloak and buy one. He was saying, in building my church, you're going to need a sword. People are going to attack you. And keep in mind that they, essentially, all the all of those disciples were martyred. 
but he said by a sword. That ought to be an indicator to you that he, God was giving them an understanding. You won't build my church with the sword, but in building my church, you're going to have to use that sword to be able to do the work I've called you to do. Lieutenant General Retired William G. Boykin. Thank you so much for your service over all the years. Thank you for your friendship. We'll talk to you again, my friend. Thank you, Glenn. God bless you. One of the original members of Delta Force. He commanded Delta Force in combat operations and commanded all the Green Berets and special warfare. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. New tactic for stealing your credit card and personal information has recently been discovered. It's called e-skimming. It injects malicious computer code into the compromised e-commerce website checkout process and pulls your order information to display it on a fake checkout page that steals your information. How's that for a kick in the teeth? All you wanted, all I wanted was a sports bra. And now look what happened. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. No one can protect all identity theft or monitor all transactions and all businesses to make sure it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, they're there to work with you. They have a whole team of specialists to work to get that thing fixed. They also spend 90% of their time doing everything they can to make sure it doesn't happen in the first place. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now. Lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. All right, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Again, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. In California, there is something remarkable going on. Uh, Recall Gavin 2020. They have apparently over a million signatures. This is the largest recall um, in the history of the world now, or a history of America. But however, that's now being disputed by the Secretary of State. Mike Netter is with us. He's the coalition founding member at RecallGavin2020.com. Mike, how are you? Well, good morning from politically cloudy California. I'm doing okay. You know, I have to tell you, I have heard from so many people. People from California are coming into my neighborhood and just writing checks, like crazy checks, uh, because everything's so cheap compared to California, I think. Uh, and the neighbors that we've gotten to know, et cetera, et cetera, most of them are Republicans that are saying, I, I tried. I just can't take it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. Um, uh, but some of them are liberals who are saying the same thing. It's just gone too far. What's the mood yeah, in California today? Uh, it's it's interesting. It's it, I think people around the country need to understand that the failed policy of California is exactly to your point are, as you will see in about a day and a half, are going to really affect the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, California doesn't work. That's why you're getting new neighbors, Glenn. I know. Right? Because people are saying, and by that's on the right and the left. We do have 1.1 million signatures 
Um, and the challenge we not the challenge we well the challenge we have is that the machine on the left is now trying to say oh this isn't legal it's a coup it's wrong it's not this is a legal process that all Californians are stepping up to do something about we probably have about three hundred thousand Democrats sign this you heard correctly. And this is all being done by volunteers. We're not driven at this point. We need big money to finish this off, but we're not being driven by any big money. There have been no big donors that stepped up. It's simply the people of California standing up and saying, hey, you know what? We've kind of had enough. 76,000 people last year moved out of Los Angeles. And if you want to do a little math, that's about equal to the homeless population. So as the homeless population grows, people are moving out of Los Angeles. So the Secretary of State in California says you only have 400,000 signatures. You say you're over a million signatures. Why, would he, why is he saying this? Well, let me explain the process a little bit because it's complicated because not like anything in California is complicated, Glenn, but it happens, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, <laughs> Especially to recall somebody. I bet it's just a maze of, a maze of rules. Well, it's not only a maze of rules. There's a large logistics. Some states, you turn them in centrally. In California, we have to distribute the petitions once we collect them to 58 different county registers. What you, when you see a report that's dated 1-6, which is reported on one seventeen, a couple points to keep in mind. One is we gather signatures, then we have to distribute them by hand with an appointment to each board of registers. So the report that you're seeing that I believe reports about 410,000, something of that nature, one, is behind. Two, we have to collect them. We do a first step verification process, and then they go into the Secretary of State who does a second step verification process. Now, it's also important to note in California, they only report these results once a month. So we can turn in signatures every mm-hmm. week, which we tend to do, but they only get reported once a month. So are you around, what, 700,000, 800,000 from being in a safe zone? Because I think you need 1.5, but just so it's really clear, what? Well, I can tell I can tell you've done your homework. Mm-hmm. As you can see from looking at the Secretary of State report, which is actually amazing for volunteers, we have about an 85% verification rate, which means we need to get about 1.8 million. Now, for all of those listening around the country right now, again, understand, we really need 1.8 million. So although we've collected about 1.1, we have 60 days and a long way to go. Can I tell you what amazes me? What? What amazes me is that in spite of all the talk around the country, no big donor has stepped up. This is all being done without paid petitions. All right. So you would think, and again, we're purely, I'm a volunteer here. We're all a volunteer organization. I would ask around the country and we, we need and appreciate everybody's donations but if you want to save democracy and open up free speech not that of course the five companies controlling it are putting any roadblocks up against us they mm. shut down a lot of the facebook groups shut taking people off twitter Jeez. so we have to get paid petitioners to get to this final mile to ensure that we get it so i'm saying around the country really 
it's kind of a bargain right now for a million to two million dollars. And I'm very transparent, as you know, I've been on your show before. This whole campaign gathering 1.1 million signatures, the actual we call Gavin 2020.com has only gathered $650,000 since the beginning. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really is. You would think that someone would step up around the country. I don't care if they're in Texas, Oklahoma, Illinois, and with all these billionaires and trillionaires out there, (laughs) someone would step up and say, let's really open up the conversation, since apparently Facebook and Twitter aren't going to allow us to even have a talk online anymore. Mike, um, we will uh, encourage our listeners to donate and anybody who has big bucks to step up. Recall Gavin 2020.com. Recall Gavin 2020.com. Uh, the Biden administration said earlier this week that California is their model. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Okay. If okay. That doesn't frighten you. And I would like to stress around, like, if you don't mind me jumping in, yeah. okay? I would encourage anybody out there who thinks California is the model to actually come. I've lived in California for 50 years. If this is the model for what you want the country to be, it's not going to work. We have the highest homeless population. Got it? It grows every day. We have the highest taxes. Our roads are in disarray. Our governor, who knew for six months of uh vaccine was coming can't even seem to get it distributed we have a lower amount of icu beds per population anywhere you look in california with the largest population in the state with theoretically the most money i don't know where it is but glenn but i'm sure it's out there we have the worst standards of living our schools are shut down our businesses are shut down if that's what you want the country to be I'm not excited for you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike uh, Netter, he is one of the founding members uh, of the movement to recall Gavin Newsom. RecallGavin2020.com. You're looking for something to involve yourself in. Get this done. RecallGavin2020.com. Let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Uh, good news and bad news. If you're one of the millions of americans who suffer every day from pain listen up there is hope and it comes in the form of relief factor every single day on this program i see testimonials of people who have tried relief factor for their pain and got their life back i'm one of those people it could happen a couple of years ago uh, i was sitting here desperately trying to let uh, trying to make sure my voice didn't betray uh what i was actually feeling but today, thanks to Relief Factor, I don't have to do that. I, I have my life back. If you are like I was, just getting through your day is a challenge due to pain. Please try it. Try it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order, order more month after month because it works. If you want a drug-free and natural way to get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, we're, in, we're in trouble because one of the big moves uh, that started with this big COVID bill and is, as 
as our last guest said, you will find out in the next couple of days. They are going to start bailing out these big states and these big businesses and the labor unions. Uh, And I'm sorry, but I don't want to pay for that. And I know elections have consequences, but why should I have to pay for unreasonable uh, spending in New York and California? I've lived in New York. I've always wanted to live in California. But because I lived in New York, I know what the oppressive taxes and spending do, and I wanted no part of it. So I moved to Texas. I've always wanted to live in California, but I know what they're doing, and I want no part of it. Why am I now forced to pay for their mistakes? I don't like it. It's not like we're, it's not like we're all in a crisis and, uh, you know, we're... we're all suffering equally these guys are causing most of their pain causing most of their pain with their policies on police their policies on the riots the policies on covid and the shutdowns and the draconian way they've been acting add on top of it they were already bankrupt this is of course why madison wanted it to be more control in the in the more local positions right, right. like where you know you the, the the federal government isn't the end all be all of 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 the whole of the entire system and that's what it is now right i mean like we can all say that we have this federalist approach where like these states can take different approaches to these things and i'm i'm with you we've talked about this before if california wants to try something nuts i'm fine with that that's just the whole point. Just but, don't pass it on to me. Yeah, and that's what winds up happening. Right. At the end of the day, everyone gets stuck with dealing with all these dumb mistakes that these states make. And that's not fair. It's not the way it was designed. You know, Romney did Romney care. It was a disaster up in Massachusetts. Okay. But I, I never spoke out against Romney care when they were proposing it because that's none of my business. That's yeah, I mean, the we, state. We, we criticized the plan. We criticized it, said it would never work. But we weren't like, this has got to stop. No, it's the state. The state can do whatever they want. We can tell you how insane it is. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to do it as a state, well, once it failed at the state level, the reason why they wanted to do it and will do it now at the national level is because we can just print money. The states can't do one thing that the federal government can do, and that's print unlimited money. But they can go into massive debt and then have the state print or the the, The the feds feds print unlimited money to bail out the state. And that's that's the way of getting around that little problem. And that will impoverish everybody who played by the rules. Everybody who has saved their money, has their money, you know, put away for retirement or whatever. Your money is going to become worth less and less and less until it's worthless. You cannot do that to a monetary to a monetary system. You can't just debase the monetary system like we are now doing. We were doing under Trump, but <clears throat> we're going and now into hyperdrive. Yeah, I am for one. I'm excited for the return of the Republican that cares about the spending. I don't uh, think problem. we see them. You don't think they come back? No. I think now they're like, oh, I can't believe this Biden guy. He's spending all this money. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant honest ones. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know that they're... There there's are, a few. There's, there's a, a few. few. But there's they're very, few. very limited. 
And now we're going to get these big upset speeches from every Republican who hasn't said word one about spending for the past four years. Now, all of a sudden, going to find this big budgetary discipline that we're all excited about. And look, it's better than not having anyone oppose it, which is what we've had recently. I will tell you, it has as much credibility as the Democrats have now on uh, law and order. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you were there when you were, you know, when you were doing it, it wasn't a problem at all. Now that somebody else is doing it, you're like, oh, my gosh, National Guard. Well, oh. those of us who were against it both then and now oh. have some credibility. It's impossible <laughs> to take this from the media. I agree. We both we were consistent. We criticized the BLM riots and we criticized the Capitol riots. In real time. In real time. They're just criticizing the Capitol riots. In fact, I would even say beyond in real time, because they're not going back now and saying, by the way, yes, of course, we were very upset about the BLM riots back then. They're not even saying that. All they're saying is like, well, when you bring up the BLM riots, you're trying to minimize what happened at the Capitol. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm trying to maximize what happened back in the summer. The thing that you were ignoring. You need to point out that that was, I mean, certainly more death occurred because of it. Certainly more destruction occurred because of it. Certainly more laws were broken because of it in September. That does not minimize what went on at the Capitol. I have clear eyes as to what happened there, Mm -hmm. and it was really bad. Mm -hmm. However, you completely denied that anything was going wrong. You were saying it was understandable. These Only people- after weeks and weeks and weeks did Biden come out <laughs> with a half-assed uh, statement about how, oh, well, we need to make sure uh, that the Antifa, which is just an idea, uh, is, you know, is, is staying in line with the law. Like, it was... It was, it, it was they took part of the city and declared it not part of America. Yeah. What part of sedition or insurrection do you not understand? Remember back in the day when they were taking over FBI uh, outposts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and trapped them, trapped them inside. They, no one cared. No one even we couldn't get anyone to talk about that outside of this show and a couple of others on the right. Nobody on the left, nobody in the mainstream media cared at all. They basically said it was justified because we don't like the FBI. The same thing that happened here. It's justified because of George Floyd. Why on earth Seattle becomes an autonomous zone because of George Floyd? I don't think we'll ever know. But, I mean, none of this stuff is consistent. And you would have some credibility acting as if you need law and order now if you were consistent then. If you were saying, we, even if we agree with their cause on racial justice, however, this is abhorrent and we're not going to listen to any of their complaints until the violence stops. That's how I feel about the people at the Capitol. I'm not going to listen to word one about what you say about anything until you stop overrunning the Capitol. Now that they're not in there, we could talk about that stuff. The same thing that was going on with BLM and the left, the media completely ignored it. It is worth bringing up. We're going to talk to a, uh, uh, a, a somebody who understands how people work, a behavioral scientist, next. There is a war against truth, and if we don't win it, intellectual freedom will be the casualty. The man who wrote those words, Gad Sad, joins me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Economists are sounding the alarm. They've uh, We've reached the peak of the United States economic bubble. Some are saying, oh no, it's it's going to get better and better and better. I don't know. I don't know. I know this new economy will help big businesses, but I also know the bottom is falling out because so many people have lost their jobs. So many people have lost their businesses. 
Under President Trump, the Dow increased from 19,000 to 30,000. How long does that go? Well, they're printing money, as you will see, $1.9 trillion in stimulus. How much was it for the COVID virus to, to make sure that we have the uh, enough vaccines? In well, that? I know in vaccination, there was $20 billion of that. Oh, $20, 20 billion, billion of the $1.9 trillion, So that's a wow. lot. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, well, that's what we're headed for. And uh, $1.9 trillion and more and more spending. Now, now talking about $2,000 a month for everybody. How do you think that's going to work out for your dollar? Please call Goldline today. Find out how you can diversify your retirement accounts. Learn about their weekly special on gold that is physically delivered directly to you. Gold protects you. It's really easy to get started. Always, uh, It's always better to be a week early than a day late in volatile markets like the ones we're seeing right now. Please call Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Gad Sad, the host of the YouTube show, The Sad Truth, blogger for Psychology Today, professor of marketing at John Molson School of Business at Concordia University. He holds the Concordia University Research Chair in Evolutionary Behavioral science, uh, Sciences and Darwinian Consumption. He's the uh, author of The Evolutionary Basis of Consumption plus a whole bunch of uh, academic papers. Normally, I would dis, uh, dismiss because I don't believe anybody in academia, but this guy's one of the good guys. Gad Sad. Hi, Gad. Hey, Glenn. So good to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. I've been trying to think, if I were, if I were in government, uh, I would look to behavioral scientists and I know that the left does it with economic behavioral scientists with uh, Cass Sunstein. Um, but I would look to behavioral scientists right now. Or if I were a behavioral scientist, I would be ringing the bell right now because it seems everything the media and the left are doing is causing more and more people to feel disenfranchised, attacked, name called isolated it's not good gad as a behavioral scientist in your own uh, in your own way in your own way can you please talk to me about this is there anything they've missed and if so don't tell me because they'll do it <laughs> well i mean you 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 set up the problem uh, really nicely which is that you know if you look at u.s presidents they have uh, advisors when it comes to you know public health, they have advisors for the economy, they have advisors for all sorts of purposive and important areas. But what ultimately drives all of those domains is human behavior, right? So the health, the the lifestyle choices that we make that might result in downstream negative health consequences, which a public health person would care about, they stem from understanding human behavior. So it, it is always uh, you know, amazed me that there isn't as part of, you know, the cabinet of a president or the board of advisors, someone who truly specializes in human psychology and in behavioral sciences. So maybe our current conversation will one day result in such a position actually taking place. So I'm, I'm not sure I like that, though, because that used to be called propaganda. Uh, I mean, the early guys, you know, Bernays, that he was in his own way a behavioral scientist. 
and watch behavior and knew how to evoke the right emotions to do all kinds of things. Some of it good, some of it bad. So I don't like the idea. I know you're Canadian, but in America, the conservative doesn't like the idea of growing the government even bigger in an office of what would have been called propaganda is a little frightening. But I I do want them to blow the whistle on on warnings. I mean, are, are you paying attention to what's really happening here in America, Gad? I am, although the past two weeks I've taken a social media hiatus. Oof. And let me tell you, my cortisol levels have gone way down and my I blood bet. pressure has improved. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, I, I went to the uh, I went to the doctor because uh, I was having uh, problems. And uh, the doctor said, right now, stop, stop right now. He's like, your blood pressure is through the roof. Uh, and uh, you you got to stop looking at all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, kind of a problem. But I did stop over the weekend, and I, I felt great. Felt exactly. great. Exactly. See, well, one of the things that I've done, which, again, speaks to the importance of understanding human behavior, is I have stopped ever reading anything once I post something. Now, this is something that we all intuitively mm-hmm. know because the, the social media ends up being a cesspool of negativity. In the past, just because we're all humans, we want to see what people think about the ideas that we've espoused. I might post something, and then a couple of hours later, you go check what the comments are. Well, now, it's been two weeks. I never do that. First of all, I'm only posting positive things, right, so Mm -hmm. so that I don't get mired in all the negativity. And I think my blood pressure has dropped maybe 10 points. So (laughs) there's the power of understanding human behavior. Okay, so now I... I can't do that every day. I have to pay attention. I'm going to move your blood pressure up uh, just a bit. You have uh, uh, trending today, hashtag Trump's new army. Let me just read this to you. Uh, On January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander in chief. He will lose control of the U.S. armed forces and take control of a new army. We know who they are. They're vile. They are our teachers, our neighbors, our police officers, and they are everywhere expose their treason this this is this is being allowed to be seen uh when they're talking about you know uh calls for violence etc etc i i mean i don't (laughs) i don't know what that is if it's not uh inciting violence uh this is this is from a new york times reporter former intelligence official on pbs NewsHour tonight saying the u.s should think about a 9-11 commission for domestic extremism and consider <laughs> applying some of the lessons from the fight against al-qaeda there are several stories including those from members of congress now that are saying we we need in fact the biden administration said today during one of the uh, confirmation hearings of the Department of Homeland Security chief, that his main focus is going to be on domestic terrorism, which is now, I guess, us. It is bewildering, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if you saw the uh, the uh, interview with the representative. I don't remember his name, who said basically that you can't really trust all the National Guards that are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, many of the white males would have voted for Trump. And to that extent, how can we truly try? So, I mean, 
Imagine how emboldened he must be in the current zeitgeist mm-hmm. that he actually says this openly and proudly, right? Rather than it being something on Martin Luther King's day yesterday, something that he should have as a private thought and feel ashamed by it. Instead, he boldly espouses this incredibly racist position openly. Uh, it's very scary as someone who comes from the Middle East, who sees what happens when uh, societies are not built around freedom of speech and freedom of thought, I am truly bewildered by what's happening at a breathtakingly rapid rate. Will you adopt me and our family in case we have to get across the border, Gad? Don't answer now, just think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, Gad, so as a behavioral scientist, I mean, I, 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 I would love to have... I would love to have somebody who is talking to me about the, you know, the meanings of words and how to phrase things, because I think we are at a, a really dangerous, dangerous point. And I am trying to express what Martin Luther King did, and that is violence begets violence. Uh, hate begets hate. Only love can conquer darkness and hate. Uh, and nobody really wants to hear that now. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people don't want to hear this because they're like, we are under attack as as people, as Americans, we're now under attack, and uh, they don't know what to do. So, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's frightening. I'll give you an example of that again as a Canadian who, technically speaking, has you know no no dog in the fight and so on. About a month ago, I posted some uh, a tweet that was very critical of Nancy Pelosi. Again, I'm doing this. I, I thought I live in a free world. I'm a Canadian. I'm allowed to espouse my positions. I'm a well-known professor. So a colleague of mine, who is a personal friend of mine until that tweet, wrote a very nasty rebuttal and reported me to all of our you know, common evolutionary behavioral scientist colleagues, because I no longer was a scientist, given that I was espousing such hateful rhetoric against Nancy Pelosi. So I didn't know that Nancy Pelosi was a prophet that could not Mm. be criticized, and that it was blasphemous for me to do so. And if I dared criticize Nancy Pelosi, I no longer was part of the good standing members of the science club. But he felt completely emboldened and justified to do that. As a matter of fact, when I called him on his reprehensible behavior of trying to cancel me and report me to our common colleagues, he said that he was altruistically punishing me, right? So his cancel culture instinct was actually a form of loving altruism. That's how grotesque the world has become, Glenn. So listening to the messages that are going on, being a behavioral scientist um, and seeing um, social media shutting people down, uh, silencing speech, uh, calling people enemies of the state and terrorists, all of these things that are happening, poke, 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 and the and the media not being balanced. I was against what happened in the Capitol. I know you were too. I was really dead set against that uh, and called for it to stop immediately. But I also did that with Black Lives Matter. It's the hypocrisy that I think is driving people nuts. And when they feel like 
nobody's doing anything what 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 do you foresee coming what i mean isn't this a recipe for absolute disaster exactly right i've I've long said glenn that the reason why i get engaged in in the battle of ideas is because i think that we're still within a window where these debates can be adjudicated peacefully but i've repeatedly warned that if the peaceful attempts to have ideas pitted against one another doesn't manifest itself in other words if we lose the ability to resolve our differences peacefully through dialogue, through, through, through debate, then in 10, 20, 50, 100 years, we will have a repeat of the society from which I escaped. For, for the viewers who don't know, my family and I escaped the Lebanese Civil War, and I guarantee you that the good people who are every day insulted as hicks and rednecks and idiots and Nazis are not going to go away quietly. So either we resolve it today peacefully or we will resolve it tomorrow violently. I continue to pray that it will be the former. All right, Gad, hang on just a second. Um, We'll continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Gad Sad. And let me give you a one minute uh, commercial break here. It's uh, AMAC. We live in a country that has really truly lost its way, lost its respect for logic and law and order, for basic decency. Knowing who you can count on has become a valuable commodity. So let me tell you about at least one group that you can definitely count on, and that is AMAC. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. It's a senior group, a group of uh, people over 55 that now have over 2 million members and growing. And they believe in the values that the constitutional conservative cares about. They represent courage, faith, and reason in trying times. They stand for solvency and runaway debt, national security and sovereignty, uh, sovereignty over unchecked borders. They believe in the sanctity of life, and with full-time presence in Washington, AMAC has been pushing back for the last 10 years. They, they just kind of came together about 10 or 12 years ago, and it's an amazing organization. But there is power in numbers. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. The benefits are great. You get everything you need. But the cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. Do it now. AMAC. Better. Better for you. Better for America. 10 seconds station ID. Back with Gad Sad. Um, so, Gad, if you were me, what would you be saying every day to the people who are very frustrated? Uh, try to always find a way to engage those on the opposite side of the aisle. Uh, don't uh, exist in echo chambers. Fight against lunacy. So if, if your professor is espousing ideas, that are insane and that are an insult to truth, uh, politely engage them. Uh, In other words, don't walk away from an opportunity to engage those with whom you disagree. I think the problem is that people are frustrated because they, they can't find any avenues to dialogue, to debate, right? The cancel culture is this big, ugly monster that is terrifying everybody into silence. So don't succumb to that reflex of being quiet. Engage people, and hopefully you can change people's minds. But also, isn't it um, 
isn't it also the problem that we are so we're beginning to be so set in our ways that we aren't willing to even listen to each other anymore i mean you know people are people on the left or right and they everybody says this about the other side i personally think that conservatives are willing to listen but that is growing shorter and shorter their attention span for this because they just keep getting kicked in the head but uh you know when 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 you sit down with somebody you're, you're not trying to win you're just trying to understand and then have a conversation and I don't exactly. think that's happening anymore. Look, yesterday uh, I was invited on Jordan Peterson's uh, podcast, and the, the show will air in a few weeks. And Jordan and I are, are, are friends, and we agree on many things. We disagree, for example, on some of the interpretations of Carl Jung. And at the end of the podcast, he said, hey, you know, we need to have another chat, because as I understand it, uh, some, of the, some of my views on Jung you disagree with. Well, here we are disagreeing on this important matter, and yet we're going to walk away from one another being just as close as friends as when we started the conversation. In other words, people can naturally disagree with each other without uh, demonizing one another. Civil right? society fact, requires it. Exactly. And, and as a matter of fact, I don't want to be friends with someone who agrees with me on everything because it's going to be a pretty boring friendship, right? Yeah. So friendships have to be anti-fragile. Glenn and I should be able to sit with one another. I remember the first time when I came on your uh, podcast in Texas, we were talking about religious belief. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, I'm an atheist, you're not. Mm -hmm. We could have a, a, a very meaningful conversation on this important topic, and we could walk away from one another being as close friends as when we started that conversation. People have to develop that reflex that it's okay to disagree, but we don't have to demonize one another. It sounds so obvious, and yet so few people are capable of doing this. I have to tell you, I, 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 I can't have conversations with people who are religious or, you know, an atheist that say, hey, if the proof was there and it, it, with God, it's impossible to do this. But if the proof were there uh, one way or another, would you change your mind? Well, I'd be an idiot to not at least really examine the truth. And then if it really was provable, of course I would. Of course I would. Yes. Um, and if you can't, if you don't enter into conversations, and that is, again, the problem, I think, with so many people, especially on the left, because they're emboldened by society. They can right. say anything and society says they're right. And so it's really hard to get into a conversation with somebody who has that arrogance of all of society and all of academia behind them. Well, academia, social media, uh, the media in general, all of it. And so all of the choke points of the intelligentsia system is telling them that their values and beliefs are correct, and those who don't share them must be Nazis. It's a dreadful society to, to create. So, Gad, you're Jewish by birth, are you not? I am Jewish. Okay. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know least from me and I, I i'm going to pose this question then we'll come back and you can answer it um that we can't forget what happened in germany but what that means is you have to look for the seeds that were planted early it's it's too late once you're like oh they have showers just like in germany never forget it's too late 
But right. but society, the media, everybody else is saying now after four years of calling Donald Trump a fascist dictator like Hitler, you can't say that. And I'm not saying that about people. I'm saying that about the seeds that are being planted along the way. I'd like you to talk about that a, a little bit and and how we can talk about it without setting the entire world on fire. What does never forget actually mean? More with Gad Sad, host of the podcast, The Sad Truth with two A's, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Joseph lives in Pennsylvania, and he writes about how rough greens affected his dog's life and his own. He says, my beagle is 17. Wow, 17 years old. He was sleeping 20 hours a day. He wasn't active. I was afraid he's going to die soon. He, uh, how, many, how long do beagles live? I mean, wow, 17. I tried rough greens. He was uh, 20 days later. I was amazed. He was wagging his tail again. I know he's happier. His food and rough greens are gone every day. He's eating well and he's not sleeping all day. He's more active. I'm amazed. Appreciate you getting my buddy back to my buddy again. Thank you. Rough greens. Rough greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. The dogs love it, but it's chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants, all the things that keep them healthy. That They're the same things that keep you healthy as well. Get the Rough Greens Jumpstart Bag today and see for yourself. $14.95. Start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV for a limited time. There's now increasing calls to silence and, quote, deprogram Trump supporters. Uh, I've seen this movie before. It doesn't end well. Gad Sad uh, is uh, with us, the uh, evolutionary behavioral scientist, author of The Parasitic Mind and host of The Sad Truth with two A's. Uh, Dr. Gad Sad joins us again. So I asked you before the break, um, doesn't never forget if you understand that phrase require you to look at the past and the present and call out the roads when you start to split and go down the wrong path doesn't mean it ends there at you know a death camp but isn't it imperative to call out those warnings early indeed and so let me use the the term the the tragic term never forget in a particular context here never forget that free societies are built on certain non-negotiable principles that you should never deviate from. So, and here I'd like to draw a distinction between two ethical systems. What's, one is called deontological ethics. The other one is called consequentialist ethics. Deontological ethics is, operates in absolute truths. If I were to say to you, it is never okay to lie, then that's a deontological statement. If I were to say to you, it is okay to lie, in order to spare your spouse's feelings, mm. that that's a consequentialist statement. Well, when it comes to certain principles of freedom, never forget that you should be operating within the deontological realm. What I mean by that is, 
when it comes to freedom of speech, the qualifier, I believe in freedom of speech, but, and then dot, 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 should never exist. There is no but, Right. right? I am Jewish. I escaped religious persecution in Lebanon, and I am a free speech absolutist who supports the right of Holocaust deniers to deny that the Holocaust ever took place. Nothing could be more offensive than that. You cannot come up with a more offensive position. But you can't. There's no freedom of speech. You don't need protection on speech if everybody likes the speech. It's only the speech that you find offensive and really um, almost stomach-churning that has to have the, the support. But the enemies of freedom come up with ever more powerful propaganda ways to, 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 to go back to what you mentioned earlier in our conversation to try to justify their nefarious design. So, for example, uh, it used to be that freedom of speech is absolute in the United States unless you were directly inciting violence. Right. Well, now you alter what it means to directly incite violence. So if Donald Trump says, walk to the Capitol Hill and protest peacefully but loudly, that becomes incitement to violence, right? A similar trick is done with hate speech, right? We sh- yes, of course you have freedom of speech, but don't criticize Islam because then that becomes hateful and it marginalizes Muslims and it might cause people to be violent against them. Uh, no, that's just BS propaganda. In a free society, as long, as long as you don't directly incite violence, right? You say, let's go to synagogue X tomorrow on Tuesday and kill all the Jews, then everything is allowed, okay? And if we forget those principles, we will sink towards the abyss of infinite lunacy. Well, I think we, I think a good portion, especially the younger, have forgotten that uh, in America. Right. Uh, Gat, I know that there's this idea that we can push back against uh, against these falsehoods and, and big problems and logic. And we've been going down this road for a while. And I've always, always felt confident that that if, if the if ideas are out there in a free market, I like competing in that free market. But more and more, that free market is being throttled by people being canceled on social media and, and their voice being silenced and at work and, and at work and every and, every, and people are terrified to say anything how can you push back against this stuff if you can't actually have your voice be heard as i said uh, there are uh, the, the the battle of ideas can be fought on many levels if you have a big platform a la glenn beck you can use it but it's also trench warfare right you don't need a big social media account to change people's hearts and minds if you hear one of your friends on facebook espousing a position that you think you could contribute an op- opposing position engage them in other words so in chapter eight of the parasitic mind i talk about activating your inner honey badger what i mean by that is the honey badger is a profoundly ferocious and fierce animal that mm-hmm. can withstand an attack of six adult lions. Here, let so, me let me just rephrase it. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump is is a honey badger. Yeah, he is. Now the re- the reason why all the leftists hate. Uh, Donald Trump, the honey badger, is because, as we've discussed, I think, on a previous appearance of mine on your show, he presents his fierceness in a way that is aesthetically injurious to them, right? He's not packaged nicely. 
He doesn't have the orator skills of uh, noble prophet Barack Obama. Therefore, he is grotesque. He is vile. He is repulsive. He is dangerous. He might be saying things that are perfectly reasonable that any free-loving person should support, but he does it in such a way that only my disgust impulse is Mm -hmm. triggered, and I don't even uh, pay any attention to the substance of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And so activate your inner honey badger and engage people. Don't be cowered into silence. But isn't it more important? I mean, isn't it more effective to uh, target the heart over the mind first? I mean, you'll have a much better uh, Donald Trump, uh, uh, you know, has half the nation that hates him. And it's because he is a honey badger in all things instead of being like, you know what? I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, You know what? I disagree with you on this and this. He's just a honey badger, at least in public. I don't think he's like that. I've never seen him like that in real life. But in his in his video life, he is like that. Um, And should should we be targeting the heart first? So it depends for what? Right. So uh, we're both thinking and feeling animals. But the, the, the challenge is to know when to activate which system. If I'm trying to sell you a perfume, I wouldn't start giving you the uh, chemical breakdown of the perfume. That would be engaging your, your cognitive process for a product that's hedonic. Instead, in the advertisement, I will show you a sexy woman on a horse with her hair flowing, right. and, then I will, and then I will call the brand mystère, right? Because there I am engaging your emotions. So it's not that for all contexts we should be engaging our emotional system. The, the problem is to know when you should activate which system. If I'm trying to convince you that you should invest with me for the following reasons, then it should be cognitive-based. But, but wait, 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 wait. But, but we have had an ad campaign run by the press and by the left nonstop for almost 12, 15 years, that if you're a conservative, you're a monster. And so we haven't had the nice ad campaign. So people come into conversations <laughs> thinking you're illiterate. You've never read a newspaper. You're a monster. And that you're just married wants- to your sister. Correct. So, I mean, that's what I mean. There, there has to be we have to go an extra step of of also being kind and gracious and likable um, if we're trying to change anybody's mind or change their heart towards us. Because they don't they don't assume that they go in with the exact opposite assumption. Yes. And it goes back to the first uh, item that we discussed. Should you have behavioral scientists helping in developing public policy? Well, what you just said speaks to the importance of having behavioral scientists who know how to frame and construct maximally effective messages. Right. Let me give you a very quick example. If I tell you that this toothpaste three out of five dentists recommend it. It's exactly the same thing as telling you that two out of five dentists don't. They're literally logically equivalent statements. But it turns out that if I frame it in the positive frame, three out of five dentists recommend it, people actually think that the toothpaste is better than when I gave you the negative frame. So imagine how easy it is to manipulate people. And you've got guys like me who can help you navigate through the minefields of propaganda. Well, 
I appreciate your uh, your guidance uh, and uh, and your book. It is just give a quick sell of the book for Parasitic Mind. It's tremendous. Uh, basic, yeah. So the base. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, basically, in the book, I I argue that there's a bunch of idea pathogens. These really bad parasitic ideas that have been spawned on university campuses that then get proliferated across. Uh, you know, the world in politics and business and HR departments. And I offer ways by which we can inoculate and vaccinate ourselves against these parasitic ideas. Thank you so much, Kat. I appreciate it. The name of the book, uh, the name of the book is The Parasitic Mind by Dr. Gad Sad. You can also find him the host of The Sad Truth on YouTube, S-A-A-D, The Sad Truth. Uh, and, uh, and we thank him for his time. Thank you very much. And don't forget us when we're trying to get across the border to Canada. Uh, all right. Our sponsor is American Financing. It, it is going to get harder and harder to get a loan. I saw a story. It was so offensive to me. Um, Credit Suisse came out and said, oh, big business uh, is going to be just piling in the money. It's going to be good year or two for big business. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it really? You know, you know why? Because... They're the ones that are right there at the doorstep of Washington. They're the ones who are can afford all of this uh, garbage and are already in on the next turn. The uh, the 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 global warming and great reset nonsense that is coming our way that you will start to see very soon. They're in. It's going to be good for them. Not necessarily good for you. Uh, COVID hasn't probably been good for you. Would you do me a favor, please, and look at your mortgage. And if you can refinance now, the big banks are already saying, well, go ahead, raise our taxes. We're just going to raise the interest rates because that way we get more money and we can pay for our taxes. That's why these don't work. But it's going to get higher and higher. And it's going to get harder and harder for the average person to get a loan. So please, American Financing, call them. They're waiting for you right now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. As you... Uh, as you look at what is happening every day, I, I unfortunately hope that it becomes more and more clear in your mind where we're headed. Um, these are the days that I spoke of. These are the days that I said would come, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but these, these warnings that I've been giving you um, also include the warnings of the Bubba effect. If you've heard me talk about it before, that is one thing that the military has prepared for. Uh, and that is Bubba uh, seeing, as it was described to me in 2006, Bubba seeing uh, a Sikh after a big terror uh, explosion gets angry and goes into the 7-Eleven where the Sikh is behind the counter and he's like, it's all you Muslims. And he shoots him because he's got a turban, not knowing what he is doing and being wrong if he would have shot him anyway. But just Bubba is fed up with nothing ever being done. So he does it himself. That's when the crowd gathers against the federal government coming in to investigate this murder and to put uh, Bubba in prison 
They say, we'll take care of Bubba because we know what he did was wrong, but you guys haven't done anything about it. And it's your fault because he was just trying to be stupid and he was wrong, but he was just trying to stand up because none of you would. That's what the special forces uh, team told me in 2006 was their greatest fear and what they were really working on. Well, that's we're there. We are there. Uh, we heard Lieutenant General Boykin say on the ro- on the program earlier today, if you missed it, check out the podcast. He talked about, you know, Bubba. And uh, he said, this is this is a very dangerous situation. So um, please do your favor, do yourself a favor, do your family a favor, um, do the Republic a favor, a favor and uh, pray for peace, peace in your own heart, peace in uh, the land and uh, protection, just protection over the events tomorrow across our land. Look at how much ground has been taken because of last Wednesday. It is it's remarkable how fast one more thing and we lose our voices. We lose our um, I think we lose our gun rights. We lose all kinds of things. And then everybody's in chaos. So please pray for peace. Um, and uh, if you see something, say something. What a ridiculous. But other than all of that, everything's fine. You think everything's we're in good fine. Shape? <laughs> yeah, country, everything's yeah. great. Well, I'm remodeling my house and I still only have a bedroom. But the good news is I have the bedroom and the bathroom that haven't been torn up. Mm-hmm. And the good news is today they're tearing up the bedroom. And for some reason, we're still living there. Why? I don't know. Why would you try? There's I have be a- no idea. <laughs> It seemed like a good idea, and uh, you know, it's and I still am like, well, no, because you know, I need to be able to say no over here, put that there, do this, do that. Uh, and quite honestly, I don't care if it comes out looking like Picasso put the house back together at this point. What is I'm done. What's your timeline on these repairs? Because you're you're not fun to be around right now. Thank you. Just, just to Thank be you. honest with Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You know, they say. They say probably four weeks uh, more, but uh, uh-huh. uh, good luck with that. Yeah, I think maybe the next time the election, not the midterms, next time the election happens, the presidential election, mm-hmm. I think we'll be set. I think we'll be set. You're better off in a homeless encampment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right now. I'm, wait, I'm what? Oh, a homeless encampment. Mm-hmm. I thought you made an, an internment encampment. Uh, which... This is the Glenn Beck Program.